you know, saying no to certain things might actually give you more freedom to do the things you really want to do that are maybe higher in your priority list later instead of like whittling, uh, a whittling away your time. I don't know, piddling away your time. I don't know what the word would be there. I mean, both. Piddling away your time. Jay, start the timer. Welcome to the podcast, the behind the scenes, unfiltered, no holds barred look at the realities of the location independent lifestyle from two guys who are living that lifestyle. I'm Trav and I've got a new toy. Whoa, I hope that crowd is socially distanced. I'm Jason and we are the founders of Location Indie and we're all about the triangle of freedom, right? Time freedom, financial freedom, and location freedom so you can travel anywhere, do what you want, and uh, helping you to achieve those three things through our program. So uh, that's what we do here. If you're new to the show, welcome. Trav, we've got, uh, we've got some exciting stuff to cover today. Not just your new toy, your, your new little DJ, kind of like old school. You sound like one of those you know, DJs from the radio disc jockeys, I guess they would be called, from the 80s, 90s, and today. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh there we go all right uh, how 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 long are we gonna have to put up with these sound effects brother <laughs> maybe forever maybe forever and today guys we are we we are looking at one of the sides of the triangle of freedom and the side that we're going to look at today and we're going to dive deep into this idea of time freedom specifically the idea that saying no allows you to say yes all right. And so when, when Jay, when you and I both started and we were, we didn't know about the triangle of freedom because uh, it only started existing once we started this brand. Uh, and actually only in the last two years have we really started calling it the triangle of freedom. But we did know that when we started the, going after this lifestyle, both you and I were prioritizing the location freedom, right? So we have time freedom, location freedom, financial freedom. And when we both started for us, it was all about location freedom. And, you know, I didn't really care when I had to work. I would have worked whenever. Um, and I was certainly wasn't looking far enough ahead to say, I want financial freedom. It was really just, can I make the same as I was making, you know, in a regular job? Let me just get by. I'm not trying to save up. I just want to make it work for now. Mm. Um, and so location freedom was the big one. And we've talked about this in other shows, but if you guys are just catching up or, or you haven't uh, heard from us before, that then has shifted over the last eight years that we have been entrepreneurs. And so these, these sides of the triangle, you may prioritize different ones at different times based on the lifestyle you have, um, external factors like having kids or things like that. Um, mm -hmm. And I would say that for me now, Jay, time freedom is actually the one that I'm looking at and prioritizing the most is this idea of time freedom. Yeah. I mean, if you think about a triangle, that's why we love the uh, the triangle freedom concept. It's a, uh, it, you can kind of keep going around it endlessly, right? Either way, you end up at different points, you end up at different uh, 
uh, places maybe between the points or whatever. It's not a, it's not like a linear journey or like a graph that you'd follow up and down. You're not like, oh, I get here and then I go here and then I go here. It's more of a, like a holistic approach. And yes, I agree. Our, uh, I, I think the thing that attracted both of us to the idea of location independence in the first place was the flexibility that it gives you in terms of the lifestyle you want to create, right? We're not saying, oh, we want to live nomadically. We're not saying uh, it has to be a certain way. It was just about, all right, if I can get the location freedom, I've like figured out a way to like release myself from uh, 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 having to go to a particular place to earn a living. Okay, now I can kind of, I, I think it's, at least it was a good place to start for us because our motivation was travel, right? right? So it was the natural place to start, really. I mean, for you, maybe the natural place to start is a different point on the triangle. You know, if you have extreme debt, maybe I'd be looking at the, the financial freedom piece first, right? Um, if you're not, you're not having debt and you don't really want to travel that much, you don't really care about location freedom, you're a homebody, maybe it's all about the time freedom. Right. So like it can actually change your focus in terms of like how you're going to structure your business uh, in the beginning. But certainly all three of these things are not bad things to have. Right. And and uh, everyone time time freedom's huge. Who doesn't? I mean, you know, in the end, I think time freedom is the one everybody wants. But the realities of like, say, debt or something like that might, you know, there might be periods of time where you're, you're focusing on other things. Like we said, the priority to be travel we didn't care about the time freedom as much as we want to just be able to be anywhere. So, right. yeah. Yeah. And, and they're not, they're not mutually exclusive, right? You, you, it's not like if you're shooting and going after time freedom, right. you might not also gain location freedom or financial oh, freedom, true, right? True. Sometimes you're doing stuff that, that is leveling up all of those buckets. Um, and sometimes you're doing stuff where you're prioritizing and picking one over the other. You're saying, I might give up a little location freedom to have time freedom, or I might be giving up time and location freedom for right now. When people go through our Lifestyle Launch Academy, right? A lot of times people are saying, all right, I want to leave my nine to five, but I want to do it. Kind of our average length is like a year and a half to two years. People are thinking that far out, right? So mm. you're saying, all right, for the next two years, I might still not have full location freedom or full-time freedom, but I'm prioritizing some financial freedom because I'm building up my savings. I'm building a side hustle that makes me X amount per month so that when I hit that, I then can leave and boom, maybe you get time freedom and location freedom all in one chunk then, right? Um, So, you know, everyone goes about it a little different, but one of the key things I think to realize, and for me, the biggest struggle with time freedom and, and how I when I finally had it, right? And and for me, when I finally had it was when I came home from living in Japan. I had started Extra Pack of Peanuts in January 2012. I came home from living in Japan, September 2012. So nine months later. Mm. And I said, if I can make $3,000 a month from this site, then I'm not going to go back and get a standard job. I'm not going to come home to America and get like an entry level job or a substitute teaching job or even a regular teaching job like I've been doing before. I'm going to make a go of it. I'm going to do this full time. So I did hit that that mark. Uh, you know, fudged the books a little bit. Got close enough to make myself feel comfortable. Came home and boom, I've got time freedom now right? Because I'm doing my own thing. I have my own business. I'm writing my own blog posts. I'm recording my own podcast. And I will tell you, I assumed that this would be no big deal. Like, oh yeah, I just, I love doing, this was the thing. I'm passionate about the work I'm doing. So I'm just going to work a lot and you know, this will be easy. Like I, I, I didn't even think, like it wasn't even a thought in my head of how should I structure my days and when should I work? Because I was just like, 
whatever. I'm an entrepreneur. I did. The whole point was to get away from the nine to five. So yeah. I didn't think about where I was going to work or setting up a, like a space that was good, easy to work in because it was like, I can work from anywhere. So I'll just grab my laptop and go to a coffee shop. Well, that was and part I of never- the novelty. I, was I loved novel. being able to work from coffee shops. It was yeah. fantastic. It was my dream. Yeah. My, my friend well, Emily and I used to say, uh, we're, we want to be coffee shop thousandaires. Right. That was our dream. Okay. We were like, yeah. we just wanted to be able to work in the coffee shop, you know? And, and, and it's good to have that dream, right? Like, and, and I did too. And it, and it wasn't that that was a bad dream, but you go, use a really good word there. It was a bit of a novelty because it was fun and it still is fun. But at some point, you kind of then have to maybe put some things in place. So the location I didn't think about, and I certainly didn't think about time frame. So what would happen to me, Jay, is like, all right, I'd be home. You know, September, October, I was this new entrepreneur. I, I was home from Japan after two years. And, you know, random friends would have days off work here and there. And like, who does the random friend call up to hang out with or go to lunch with? Well, they call the guy who doesn't have a job, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and inherently, just the language- Air quotes of- there. Well, I was going to say have a job, right? Even the language that I used was like the language that was in their head and was probably subconsciously in my head. Well, I don't have a job. So they'd be like, hey, you want to go out to lunch? Be like Tuesday at noon. Yeah, sure. Then like Thursday at noon, you want to go out to lunch? Yeah, sure. You know, and so I'm and it's hard because I'm, that's why you did it, that you did it exactly. so you could do those things. But then right. on the other hand, on the other hand, if you do those things all the time, you are constantly being re active and you're then not getting anything done because you know what happens when you go out to lunch. Eh? It's like, well, I wake up, let's say I wake up at nine because I don't have well, to wait, wake wait, up. Hold on, hold on. This is a, yeah, but th- hold on. Before you go into this, this is a slippery slope, Trav, because you can't say like having lunch with a friend is not getting something done. Like that's not being productive, right? Like it's, it's very... This, oh, I can this say is where, that at times. But this is where it gets hard because haven't you gone out to lunch with your friend or haven't you taken a walk or whatever and come back like totally reinvigorated or with a new idea or just because of the conversation you had with that friend, maybe a fresh perspective or a story that you were then able to use in your, your work. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's very hard to just separate out the non-work things from the work things, at least for me. Like it, it, I agree, but this is where everything, uh, A, moderation it's, it's comes in. Moderation comes into account and B, knowing here's what I, here's what would happen with my workflow. If I knew I was going to do something with someone in the middle of the day, lunch, let's say, because that was a common one, right? What would happen was I, I didn't have to wake up to alarm clock. So I'd wake up at 9 a.m. and I'd be like, oh man, well, I'm like at noon, I'm going out. So I had a, I personally have a very hard time focusing in little chunks. Like I need a bit of a runway up to, to ramp into stuff. And so if I knew that it was a couple hours, like even that would kind of feel like, eh, so I'd start focusing on menial tasks. Oh, well, I only have a couple yeah, hours. Yeah. So let me do the, 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 the crappy little things. Right. And then lunch would happen and we'd go out hour and a half, two hours. I'd come home. Maybe I'd be invigorated and it'd be good on a big picture level, but I, I wouldn't be able to bring myself back to actually do any work. And so mm-hmm. I do agree with you that, that there's validity and value to it, not just from a friendship perspective or a lifestyle perspective, but also can be from a business perspective. The issue becomes, again, moderation, right? Like there mm-hmm. are times that you have to give yourself chunks of hours to say, I'm going to sit here and I'm going to do this work that needs to be done, whether it's small picture stuff or ramping into big picture stuff. And so mm-hmm. what I was doing was basically cutting my day in half and I wasn't able, able to ever really then focus on the bigger stuff because there was enough time in the morning. You know, I'd come home from lunch and I'd be like, eh, well, like 
this day is kind of over. Let me just do this. And so I was just living this kind of uh, th- this life where I was treading water a lot. And mm-hmm. what I realized, and this took me years to realize, was that I was fighting against the nine to five. And that's why I wanted this lifestyle. But what was really helpful was acting like I had a nine to five. And now the nine to five wasn't always nine to five. It was usually like nine to one or nine to two. But putting a structure in place was infinitely helpful for me because Mm -hmm. then I could say, all right, not that I never went out to lunch, but it was like that was the exception to the rule instead of the natural inclination to, to say yes to that. So your premise here is that you said when you say no, you're really saying yes. You want well, to just say- clarify. You want to just clarify that in like a, a little thirty second. I'm on the elevator with you now. What do you mean by that? Sure. You want to make sure that you're saying no to the things that aren't as important, so that you can say yes when an opportunity comes up that is important or is something you want to take advantage of. Yeah. For example. Yeah. I can say no to a few friends going out to lunch because I know, let's say I could always, I can go out with them at any time. So if this week I'm saying no, no, no to that. And I, and then instead of that, I go and get work done. And then an opportunity comes up where it's like, let's say it's a friend that's out from out of town and I only have this shot and it's Thursday. He's like, Hey, do you want to go meet for two hours? Then I can say yes to that because I've said no to the things that I could aren't as important or aren't as time sensitive. Yeah. Yeah. It's easy to kind of, um, this is something that we come back to time and time again, I think in the community as well and through our programs is, is this idea of, every time we touch on it, it sparks a really good debate. The idea that uh, taking things away uh, is actually sometimes the solution. I think oftentimes we think uh, about adding things as like improving our lives, but a lot of times it's taking things away. And in a way, that's what you're saying is like, all right, by, by saying no, you might, be, you might be actually gaining more freedom in some ways, you know, whether that's, again, there's a lot of nuance here, but, um, you know, saying no to certain things might actually give you more freedom to do the things you really want to do that are maybe higher in your priority list later, instead of like whittling, uh, whittling away your time. I don't know, piddling away your time. I don't know what the word would be there. I mean, both. both Piddling away your time. (laughs) Yeah, it it comes down to, it takes a while to learn this because it also takes a while. It comes down to knowing what your priorities are as well, right? And, you know, in the beginning, we're not asking everyone to be perfect as an entrepreneur, but Mm -hmm. I think you could start thinking of this stuff and then realizing what your priorities were. Because I, I didn't know what my priorities were. So it's not just, yeah. oh, I'm not going to go out to lunch with these people to go out to lunch with that person. It's a whole range of things, all right? You're, right. you're saying no to stuff, uh, you know, to people saying, hey, can you get on a quick call on Thursday? And, you know, you had already planned to maybe do some work Thursday, but you, you're, you're someone who wants to please people. So you're like, yeah, I can. But in yeah, reality, yeah. it's like you should say no because... Yeah. They can figure out when they can get on call if you're helping them. And if you already block Thursday mm-hmm. off to do creative work or or even be with your family, like whatever it is, we're we're as humans, I think most of us are conditioned to always want to say yes and put ourselves mm-hmm. second and say, well, they just need a little bit. And we don't realize yeah. that you have to create buffers around that. Like a 15 minute, someone wants to get on a 15 minute call with you, it's not 15 minutes. Hey, listen, it's not just a buffer. I think you got to think about this more aggressively. And like, and by the way, before, before I share this, I'm just going to say the exciting part about the triangle freedom is that it's not just a business, uh, 
idea or concept, you can gain back these freedoms even outside of business, right? Like this is one way it has nothing to do with your business, right? Like if you're somebody that just wants to create more time freedom for yourself, you can start saying no to more things, whether you have a full-time job or you're an entrepreneur or not. So I think that's empowering. Um, But if you think about your time as your greatest asset, which it is, then you protect that like crazy. Like you get like the Cujo dog outside of your little bubble of time. Like where you're kind of like, you know, saying, well, create a buffer zone for yourself. No, get the Cujo dog around your bubble of time and protect it like mad because you're going to get more work done if that's what you want to do. You're going to further your entrepreneurial career if that's what you want to do. You're going to probably, I don't know, maybe save more money to travel if that's your priority. Whatever the case is. Have more time with your kids. Have more time with friends and family. Like it's hard because you do want to, like you said, you want to serve people in some ways. Like I've been caught in this. Like you want to just help everybody, right? Like you think, oh, getting on those calls and these different things. Like a lot of times, you know, you might want to make somebody happy. You think it's like, well, this is going to be helpful for them. But you know, if you're if you have a friend that's like an energy suck and they like need you again for the hundredth time because they want to talk about the same thing and how their life sucks or whatever. I mean, at a certain point it's like, well, I'm sorry. Like how many times are we going to have this conversation? Like I've got my time to protect. I mean, that's just one sort of random example. Right. But you have to like really be conscious of how you're spending your time. And I think the older you get, the more you realize, I mean, it's, it's so simple, right? Uh, well, you know, we only have so much time and all these cliches, Yes, it's true. But I think when you're, you get a little bit older, you really truly realize and embrace that on a different level. And you just can't be everything to everybody all the time. You just can't. So if people take one thing away from like everything they've kind of ever listened to in this podcast, I think the most important thing you can try to do and the most important lesson I could ever impart is the more proactive you are, the better your life is going to be. Being proactive instead of reactive. And what's crazy, Jay, is because of these devices in our hands, smartphones, because of email, right? Because we're always available at a drop of a hat or or supposed to be available at a drop of a hat, right? Like people expect that. We have mm-hmm. actually become more and more and more and more reactive, which is the exact opposite way that you should be striving to go for. Because when you're reacting, you're not the one calling being life. And so if you could just sit there and say, all right, every decision I've made in the last week, let me look at those. How many of those are me calling the shots and being proactive? And how many of those are me being reactive? And it has nothing to do with ego. It has nothing to do with um, you having to be the one in, you know, in charge all the time, but you do have to be in charge of your life. I'll give you a really silly example. Um, just in regular life, nothing to do with business. Let's say you're you're on a health kick and you're like, you're eating healthy and uh, you know, you're, you're dieting, you're exercising, you're feeling great, you're dropping weight. And friends like, hey, let's get together for dinner, right? Right there, you have a decision. You can be like, oh, where do you want to go? Or hey, let's go here. If you want to stick to that thing that you're doing, you say, hey, let's go here, a place that you know that you can eat something healthy and you don't totally sabotage something you're doing because someone else has made a decision, right? I mean, that's mm-hmm. a, such a small example, but mm-hmm. think how much better you're going to feel after that dinner if you come home saying, yeah, I stuck to my plan versus, well, they really wanted to do this and so I did that, right? I mean, that, that's, those decisions happen every day, all day. And yeah, it really I mean, just, no one's going to get mad at you for picking a place and saying, hey, I, I'd rather go here because there's an option. And if they do, well, 
then no big deal. You just, all right, well, I can't do dinner here, right? It's not the end yeah. of the world. I think that's a really good example because it is a small thing, but it's one of those things that you could really easily overlook. Uh, you could overlook as far as your idea of being proactive versus reactive, right? I mean, that small example is powerful because most of the things that you can apply this to are quote unquote small things, right? right? It's small things in your daily life that when you build those habits of maybe being proactive instead of reactive, or you start saying no more, things like that, to those small things over time, add up to big time savings, right? And more time freedom because it's compound interest. It's happening every day. And then all of a sudden, every day is like every week. And then every week is every month. And next thing you know, you got a lot of time on your hands. You're doing more of the things you want to do. And you've said no to more things that maybe you don't care about as much. And uh, that's really powerful. So I actually love that example because a small example is actually the biggest example you could come up with as Chris is buzzing us out right now. So thanks for firing me up for the day, Trav. I'm going yeah, to go out and say some no to some things and people. Woo! I, I, I don't have an exact number. Um, you know, like I, I haven't sat down and tracked all my no's and yeses over 10 years and said, all right, here's how many no's you have to say for every yes. But I think a good rule of thumb is for you to look at it and say, like, for every yes that you say, you should probably have something around five no's that you said no to, right? Because there is going to be, there's so many people coming after your time. And so, and so many things coming after your time. And no one's perfect. No one's going to be able to be proactive all the time. You know, if you have family and, and other responsibilities, there are times where stuff comes up. Maybe Jay, you don't want to be proactive sometimes. You just want to go along with that. And that's nice and relaxing too. Where do sure. you guys want to go? Yeah, let's go here. Great. I don't have to think about it. You know, it's right. But you're still it, making a conscious, you're consciously deciding. And that's, that's you're being proactively saying I'm going to be reactive, right? It's <laughs> right, different right. than you just saying, oh, well, whatever. And here's the other really quick point. Now, Chris buzzed us. I just want to leave everyone this. Most of the time, people want to be told what to do. That's why inherently people become reactive. So when you're making a decision, you might think, oh my gosh, what if I'm being proactive and saying, I want to go to this restaurant and everyone's kind of upset. How many times have you stood around with a group of friends? Where do you want to go? And it's been like 10 minutes later and nothing has been decided, right? Mm -hmm. People enjoy other people being mm -hmm. proactive because they want to just chill and go with the flow. And so when you think, oh man, I'm imposing my will here, you know, this or that, flip it on it on its head and see the other side and say, people are actually happy. You know, I do this all the time with getting on calls with people. Like, hey, can you get on a call? When, when can you do it? And I'll be like, Thursday at 10, 10 a.m. And guess what? Usually they'll find that time, right? Because if they're asking me when they when I can do it, it's probably because they are not saying I'm as structured and my schedules are set and they're ready to be re re reactive. So I might as well be proactive and see when it works best for me. Yes, you can incorporate that in your lifestyle uh, anyway. I do the same with uh, like I don't really like to do podcast interviews that much at night anymore here. So if you can't do it during, the, I'm, I'll make the occasional exception for certain guests because I just like really want to. Yeah. But like overall, it, it, it's like if you can't come during my time, then you can't be on the show. I'm sorry. It doesn't work for me. Yeah. It's, it's, Figure it's it out. It you know? um, I always like to, I'll, I'll leave you with this, you know, and maybe you've heard of Derek Sivers. He's, he's got a lot of good uh, sort of thoughts and some good books out there. And one of his sayings is, uh, if it's not a hell yes, then it's a no. And if you're looking for a golden rule, that, that could 
that could be a go-to, right? I, that always stuck in my head. If it's not a hell yes, then it's a no. So if somebody asks you to do something or whatever the case is, and if you're not like, hell yeah, then, uh, then it's a no. Uh, so that could be one rule that works for people. But anyway, speaking Thank of time bear. freedom, yeah. <laughs> there you go. Those socially, that socially distanced crowd. Again, all mic'd up and, and, and loving the pod. All right. Well, uh, we will let you go have some more time freedom today. We appreciate your time today. And uh, yes, we will continue to keep providing you value because we, we want you to give us a little bit of your time. We love to have you here. So that triangle freedom, Trav. It will get you to triangle freedom. Keep listening. We'll see you soon. Thank you. Cheers. Peace.